Praise the Lord. Why don't we just preach the word for five minutes or so? Glory to God. All right, turn in your Bibles to um, Galatians. And uh, we're going to do a little teaching today on the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? And uh, it might be the way I teach it. It might be a little different than maybe some places that you've been taught it. Thank God we know anything about it. <laughs> and uh, But sometimes we can get the wrong impression about how to produce it. And I'm going to show you some things about that today, all right? So... Um, we're at Galatians 5, and uh, of course, Paul is describing in Galatians 5 the difference between life under the, the law and life under the word, amen? And uh, you'll be able to see that he's saying you can't, you can't live under both. It's like trying to ride the fence. And uh, so many Christians, and it's not their fault, it's a lot of times the bad doctrine, but a, a lot of Christians are, are trying to ride the fence. And uh, James said something very strong to say about that. He said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And you can't, believe, you can't do half the law and half the word and, you know, ha- or half uh, in the spirit, half in faith is what I meant to say half in faith and half in dead works, and expect to come up with anything. That There's a name for that. It's called mixture. And uh, Paul, not necessarily here, he is talking about that, but in other places he's talking about the very word mixture. He says the mixture is what's messing you up. So um, sometimes the mixture message is what people are calling a balanced message. Like you balance faith with a little doubt and unbelief and sovereignty of God and whatever, you know, all, all that. It's where you have no faith at all, you're just hoping. Well, hoping's better than nothing, but it's not as strong as faith, amen? Uh, hoping doesn't really produce results, but faith does. Praise God. So uh, you need to have the questions settled before you even pray or claim anything. If you're not sure if it's God's will for healing, then I would recommend go over the scriptures that talk about his will to heal. Amen. If uh, you're not sure about God's will to bless you financially or some other way, why don't you get your nose in the word? Amen. Uh, Is that nice enough? Put your nose in the word. Put your nose in the word. (laughs) Somebody said, spend less time on Facebook. And more, put your face in the book, you know. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, sometimes I get just, you know, I'll be sitting at an airport or something and waiting for a plane to board or whatever, and I'm on Facebook and I'm scrolling eternally. Like, what am I looking for? The amazing story that's going to change my life. And it's not there. It's all kind of garbagey. So I need to change that and just put scripture on my phone or something. Praise God. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we we uh, we have to decide. I really believe, you know, I've seen people rush in and say, can you pray for me? You know, this is an emergency situation. And I understand emergencies, but I also understand that emergency and faith doesn't always go together. 
it's better to even if it's uh, even if it's serious, even if it's uh, right now that we need an answer, we need something to to happen. Uh, it's good just to take a half a second and stop and say, okay, what is it exactly we are claiming? What scripture are we going to be standing on? You don't have to become legalistic about this, but just in the general practice of faith, amen, to say I'm going to stand on a promise. We're not going to just sing standing on the promises. We're going to actually stand on them, amen, and uh, we're going to claim what the word says and say that belongs to me, and then we're going to remind the devil or whatever's coming against us of what the word says for us, amen. If you'll establish authority first, you'll have an easier go of it. It's kind of like, a, a, you know, maybe a law enforcement officer before he tries to rush in and take authority over a situation. He oftentimes, if there's time, he'll show his badge and show you his credentials and his uniform. And he'll say, this establishes my authority to insert myself here. And so we establish our authority and insert ourselves into the affairs of life by the badge that we have, which is blood-bought, redeemed child of God. Amen. And that the devil is under our feet. And he it doesn't always feel like he's under our feet, but he is under our feet. Amen. Praise God. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, Paul is always describing here in his revelation the difference between trying to walk in the flesh and just be a merit-mongering law keeper or walking in the Spirit and believing that the finished work of Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, from what, it, what he wrote in uh, Galatians 3. So uh, let's let's actually back up at, at to verse 16 here, Galatians 5:16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Of that, walk in the spirit. So if you see someone walking in the fulfillment of the lust of the flesh, you know one thing, they're not walking in the spirit. (laughs) That would maybe be a start. People say, well, I need you to cast this out of me or rebuke it off of me or whatever. And it's like, well, we could rebuke and cast until our, our, you know, our, and pray in tongues till our tongue rolled out against down the carpet and hit the back door. Uh, and, you know, blood came out of our forehead from, you know, earnestly seeking an answer. And the answer is right here in the Word. It's not a matter of getting something cast out of you. It's not a matter of you, you know, puking in a bucket at the puke in the bucket meeting. They actually had those. And uh, all those crazy things. Uh, and then, you know, fine, so a person feels tremendously delivered. Uh, after some ritual and big thing, I mean, we do believe in deliverance. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes we're trying to cast out something that can't be cured by casting out. It's, it's called, you're, you're on the wrong path. You have to walk in the spirit. Amen. Now, when he's talking about the lust of the flesh, he's not just talking about 
you know, like a, a sexual desire or something sensual, but he is talking about wanting to fulfill what the flesh demands or being run by the flesh and also in following the, trying to follow the Lord through the flesh, which would be, you know, everything was, I, I mean, they literally physically mutilated themselves. And uh, without going into detail on that, nobody wants to hear that on Sunday morning. But uh, especially the males, uh, you know, went through some 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 horrendous things. Even as adults, if they were converting over to Judaism, they had to be changed uh, physically and just just you know all kinds of of flesh disciplines. Now Paul said later that trying to discipline the flesh as a means of righteousness. Uh, actually makes it worse. That's what he said. You actually end up with more flesh, not less. So why don't we just skip the whole flesh thing and just walk in the Spirit? Amen? Well, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? I'm going to believe the Bible. I'm going to follow it the best I can. The Lord help me. And I'm going to follow what the Spirit of God is leading me to do. Amen. And I'm walking in the Spirit. He says, if you'll do that, you won't fulfill it. Isn't that good? So that beats having to have, you know, 1,900 deliverance sessions, and you get worse every time. All right. For the flesh, verse 17, lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would do. Uh, it said, not, it says that you, that you might or might not. It says you cannot do the things that you want to do. So I believe, I'm going to just give everybody here and those watching the benefit of the doubt. Amen. And you give me the benefit of the doubt that we all in our heart want to please the Lord. We want our life to be a reflection of, of His goodness. Our life to be a reflection of His, uh, purity and righteousness. Amen. How many would say that's, that's what I want. I, I really would like to reflect that in all that I say and do. And so, therefore, uh, the question is how to achieve it. And so oftentimes we try because we have work ethic, which is a good thing. <laughs> and we have we want to improve and, and we want to be praised and uh not like you praise the Lord, but we want to, we want to be thanked if we do something good. We, we want to be noted if we achieve something. That's why we have high school and college graduations and it's a big event in the stadium usually and, uh, everybody comes and cheers on their, their child, their student, their friend. Amen. Uh, that you've achieved, uh, this level of education or whatever it is. So that's natural and normal. Nothing wrong with it. You don't have to become a weirdo about that and rebuke everything that's any fun. That's for sure. But on the other hand, if we're not careful, we will apply that kind of logic to trying to get uh, approval from God. God doesn't approve works of the flesh. He approves faith. Amen. And it says in Hebrews that without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. It doesn't say without good works. It says without faith. So thank God for good works. Amen. We want to do all that we can to help each other, help humanity, and help the church and all that. But 
we're talking about something here that's a little different. All right, so he says, if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. So get over it. Amen? Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Now, he's gonna, he uses the term works of the flesh for what the flesh produces. He uses the word fruit for what the Spirit produces. Isn't that interesting? Works and fruit. How many know there's a difference? Works means that it takes effort. And you have to try. Fruit is a natural um, byproduct of whatever the nature of the tree is. So I'm going to show you this because I think we've gotten it mixed up that we think that we naturally commit works of the flesh and we have to try to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And that's the way it's often taught. Now, here's the fruit of the Spirit. Here they are, all nine of them. And you need to try very, very, very hard to produce this. And you got to really concentrate and make it happen. And then be careful or you'll just naturally produce a work of the flesh and you'll be in the flesh. So we've gotten it switched around and backwards here to where we almost have faith for the works of the flesh and shock and surprise if a fruit shows up. So I'm going to straighten that out right now today by the Bible. Amen. If you don't like it, you can write the Oxford Bible Company in (laughs) wherever. You can write the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul at Facebook.com, whatever. Shows you what I know about. I'm, I'm a product of a radio that had two knobs, one for tuning and one for volume, and that was it. And now I can't even operate the radio. I don't know. I don't, I forget it. I just, I leave it on one station and that's it because it's easier than changing it. I almost like wrecked the car trying to change the radio. So, uh, just pray for me. Praise the Lord. All right. It's amazing we can do what we can do. We, our, our, my first typewriter was, uh, manual and I used, uh, correction tape <laughs> to remove a letter and anyway i thought the ibm selectric was just the most amazing thing in the world nobody cares anymore nobody cares everybody's everybody's living in 2001 space odyssey you know you start to turn your computer off and the thing talks to you what are you doing dave you know anyway Um, I love that. Now, the works of the flesh, because he says that what the flesh produces is a work. It's not a fruit. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication. Now, you can see it's so ridiculous for people who say, well, that grace message is driving people into sin. Well, not if it's Bible grace. I don't know what kind of grace they're hearing, but Bible grace, actually Paul says that Bible grace uh, will lead you to holiness and righteousness. In other words, if you're living, I'm going to just say this, if you're living in adultery and fornication and uncleanness and all those things, and you're blaming it on grace, shame on you. 
just shame on you because you're not, you're a liar. Can I just be that blunt? You're just flat out lying, blaming it on that. It's not a work of grace. Adultery and fornication is not a work of grace. It's a work of the flesh. So blame it on what, you know, blame it on what my flesh is in control in that area, and this is what I want to do. Just be honest about it. Don't don't lie and say, well, you know, I was doing pretty good under the law, and then I got this grace thing, and that's driven me nuts. No, you were nuts before you started. Maybe certifiable. All right. Uh, a certifiable according to the word, certainly. So all these things are not... These are not works of grace. These are works of the flesh. All right, I got one amen. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that a person that's struggling with something or whatever, uh, um, again, in the book of uh, some of the writings, the letters of, of John, he says, you know, that uh, if you... There's a difference, I'll just put it this way. He said there's a difference between sin as a stumble or as a mistake or a failure and sin as a way of life. So, you know, a person who's had a problem or whatever and stumbled into something that was not good and came out of it, praise the Lord, he's not talking about those people. He's talking about those who willingly live a sinful, lust-filled, flesh-pleasured life as an act of their will. He's talking about them. In other words, as a way of life. All right? Are y'all here or gone home? That one lady yelled, gone home, in my service. She'd gone home. I said, well, I guess I should go home, too. All right, so all that, notice again, please, please notice, these are not natural things. We'll say, well, it's just natural. Just, you know, my granddaddy was this way, my daddy was this way, and this is the way I be. No, that's not right. That's a lie you've bought into, but um, that it's just in your, well, you know, our family, we're just kind of rowdy like that. That's our way. No, that's an excuse. It says here that this takes effort. This is a work of the flesh. It is not natural. I'm talking about for the believer. For the believer. He's talking to believers here. For the believer, this is not natural. Are you with me? This is a work, you know, willfully sinning for the believer is a difficult thing. Uh, those that aren't born again and haven't had a renewal of the Spirit, uh, sinning comes very natural to them. They can just do things without thinking about it. But for the believer, 
that's a hard thing because, you know, you know on the inside, this ain't right. This isn't the way to go. Ugh. You know, and they struggle with it. Well, but my flesh would enjoy that. So I think I'm going to do it anyway. But then on the inside, there's a scratchy thing going on, and you're going, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. You know, uh, I, I mean, I've heard people say, well, I know as a Christian I shouldn't say this or whatever. Well, then don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just go, well, as a Christian, I shouldn't do this. As a Christian, I shouldn't say this. As a Christian, I shouldn't think this way. Well, then don't. That's the Holy Ghost leading you away from something that's going to eat you up later. Woo! Get all Church of God on you and kick my leg. I don't think they do that anymore. They got all cool now. Everybody's got smoke machines and Black lights and whatever. All right. Uh, where are we? Okay. Now, he said that, that those that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That doesn't necessarily say they won't make heaven. It just says you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You can't live in the kingdom and live by kingdom benefits and blessings and walk in that mess. Nobody preaches this anymore, but it's there in the Bible. It's not cool to preach this, but I'm sorry. Until God takes an exacto knife and cuts it out of my paper, there it is. Read it and weep, amen? Well, I don't know about you. I want to walk in the kingdom of God because the Babylonian kingdom is messed up. And we're kind of forced you know, with the banking system and the way money flows and loans and things, we're kind of forced to dabble with the Babylonian system, and we hate it when we do. But um, there you have it. If you're going to function in this modern world, you know, you about have to, to do it at some level. But God's kingdom operates on a totally different principle. First of all, it operates off of grace. That all of the blessings of God are in Christ, yea and amen. He fulfilled them all. They all belong to us. See, the Babylonian system doesn't understand that at all. All right. You still with me? Let's get to the good part. That's the, that's the, that's the bad news there. But you've got, I just want you to see this. You've got to stop thinking that falling into sinful lifestyles is natural and 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 then we get on this campaign i gotta crucify the flesh so that i don't just naturally fall into sin no that's wrong it's not it's so it's not a fruit of your life now that you're born again it's not a fruit of a fruit of christian life all those things it's a work amen it's a work of the flesh how do you stop Falling into the works of the flesh, don't work them. <laughs> like Nancy Reagan said, just say no. You know, one of the greatest ways to, to get the flesh under control is to just say no. That's what I'm having to do. I'm, I'm on weight loss program number whatever, but it is working, thank God. And, uh, I am losing, but. One of the things you have to learn is to just say no. 
well, that's my favorite dessert. So big deal. You've been wearing about nine of them for a few weeks now. Do you ever see the commercial where they had a woman walking around? She had a great big giant, you know, two giant donuts, you know, on her hips <laughs> and a cinnamon roll on her on her front, you know. She's walking around saying you wear you're still wearing last week's breakfast, you know, or whatever. Uh but if you're, you know, if you're going to do something uh, as far as disciplining the flesh, if you're going to do something as simple as lose weight, you're going to have to say no. Amen. Like Brother Norville said one time, he he talked was talking about this, and he said, "I'll see a coconut cream pie, homemade, you know, my favorite." He would say, and he said, "My flesh says I want three slices," and he said, "No, you're not getting three. You're getting one. Okay, you can have two if you're nice. Anyway, isn't that the way it goes? I want the whole pie. I don't know what. What what did you order? That's the whole pie is mine, you know. Key lime or something. Anyway, again, somehow, maybe it's just me, but somehow the church world, especially in full gospel circles, in some evangelical circles, has left us with the impression that, our, that falling into sin and falling into the flesh is a natural thing, and we have to fight it. But according to this, it's a work of the flesh, and, and he said if we walk in the Spirit, we won't automatically fulfill those works. So the effort is to, once you're saved, it takes effort to sin. It doesn't come naturally to you anymore. What does come naturally is the fruit of the Spirit, and we've gotten that turned around. Now we've told people, you're going to naturally fall into sin, but you've got to work really hard to produce the fruit. Well, that's like planting an apple tree in your yard, and you go out there after it's leafed out and starting to bud and that kind of thing, and you walk out there with a drawing of an apple. Apple tree, listen to me. Do you see this apple? This is what you must produce. And then you show the apple tree a watermelon and you say, do not produce these. It'll break your branches. No, you don't have to tell the fruit tree what fruit to produce, do you? It will automatically produce whatever's inside of it. And that's the way walking in the Spirit is. Amen. Praise God. Isn't this great? So all of these fruit of the Spirit are automatically produced if we'll just keep the tree alive. How do you keep something alive? You water it. And we water the tree of life inside of us with the Word of God. Amen. Even just coming together like we do here and worshiping together and I mean, you know, it's not all that time-consuming to do this on Sunday morning. And we come together, or Wednesday night too, we come together and we take an hour, hour and a half, for those of us that have wear other hats, we might, you know, be here two, two hours, two and a half hours. But, you know, you think about taking that time out just, you know, first day of the week. Sunday is the first day of the week. The world thinks it's Monday now, but it's not. It's Sunday, the first day of the week. We... First thing we do is we tithe in a way of our time. 
and we and and it's like we're not doing God a favor by coming to church. He's not all well. Praise God! What was the worldwide attendance this year? I mean, come on, we're not doing God a, a favor. Um, but the favor is from Him to us to give us the opportunity. Amen. And He, like our in our place of worship here, He supernaturally provided us a place of worship. I'm telling you, supernaturally. If you don't believe in miracles, just come sit on our property. And, I mean, you know, we had, I told those people we were buying the church from, they said, well, how many are in your church? And I stretched it just a little bit, evangelistically speaking. I said, well, we've got about 30. That was on a really good day. We had 30, you know, and uh, at, at the uh, Hampton Inn. But, you know, I said, well, we have about 30 uh, when everybody shows up. And that's what I'm thinking. I didn't say that part. And they're like, really? Well, how are you going to, you know, buy, pay for this building? I said, we're paying cash. And I got in my car and my head said, are you insane? You don't have 10 cents in an account to pay for this building. But God's supernaturally provided and a lot of people got behind us. Amen. And we paid cash. Well, you know, closings go really fast with cash. Like 10 minutes, it's over. It's wonderful. Actually, I, we made it 13 minutes because I asked for a copy to be, you know, of some paper that I wanted. Amen. Glory to God. So we come together, uh, you know, to water the tree so that the fruit keeps producing. All right, what is the fruit? Uh, it's love. Oh, I always have to start with that, don't you? Love, joy. I've been in meetings where they were begging, you know, they were singing a song, More Love. Well, you don't have to sing more love. The love of God shed abroad in your heart. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. You have love. Stop begging for it. Joy. I've been in the joy meeting, laying hands on everybody to have joy. Well, that there might, you know, might have been an emphasis of that. I don't know. But, you know, that gets ridiculous after a while where, you know, joy is some special anointing you walk in. It's not. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Sorry. That, you know, if I'm stepping on your toes, then, um, you know, wear enclosed shoes next time. Love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, that means just a lot of patience. How many have found since you've been walking with Christ, you have more patience than you realize you had? I, I have. Man, I used, to, I used to be the most impatient human you ever met. And I've gotten pretty patient and uh, asking the Lord to help me be more patient. Amen. And uh, if you're going to see... Things to fulfillment, you're, you better have some patience. The Bible says that we inherit the promises through faith and patience. That word and is conjunctive. It means whatever is on each side of the and is just as important. They both have equal importance. Doesn't matter the order that they're listed. They have equal importance. Amen? Faith and what? Faith and patience. That's what long-suffering is. Gentleness. Long-suffering doesn't mean 
you're willing to be sick for 39 years. That's not suffering. It means patience. Amen. Putting up with something. Putting up with people. Putting up with circumstances that, for whatever reason, haven't changed. You have the patience to to tolerate it. Amen. Gentleness. Boy, some people could learn that one, right? Goodness and faith. Meekness, which is not weakness. doesn't say weakness, meekness. Temperance, against such there is no law. All right. That means there's no law. There's nothing to challenge these things. And what did, what did Paul call this? Fruit. How is fruit produced? Naturally. In other words, you don't have, the minute you try to put effort behind any of these, you're kind of out of faith. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't correct your flesh and go, you know what? I'm going to have long suffering here. Talk to yourself. What I'm trying to get you to see is who you are in Christ. This is what I'm trying to get over in these sermons. Amen. To just say, this is who we are. Is there a struggle? Oh, you betcha. Sometimes more than you. Boy, that was Minnesota, wasn't it? You betcha. Anyway, oofta, you betcha, you know. Um, but, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> Praise God, it's a struggle. Sometimes you can feel the struggle. Paul described the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. How many's ever had that battle? Your flesh is saying one thing. Somebody had run, uh, posted on a little Facebook thing this week. It said, I'm going to let the Lord take care of my situations because if I take care of them, I'm going to jail. I thought that was great. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? If we're, if we're going to take care of it, somebody's going to jail. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, So, again, I want you to see that these are natural. Sometimes there's a struggle between the, the, Paul said that there's two factions warring on my, you know, on the inside of us. Sometimes we can, we can feel a work of the flesh trying to take us over to the point that we can't believe it and have to really struggle. But the way to win the battle is to remind yourself of who you are. Paul said that that church at Corinth, which had more manifestations of the Spirit, the nine gifts, uh, than any other church. And yet he said it was commonly reported that there's fornication amongst you. He said it shouldn't even be named once. And now here's the commonly reported. He didn't say, you bunch of dirty sinners. Shame on you. What he did say is, you've forgotten who you are. Know you not you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're bought with a price. You're not your own. He told them, he preached them a message that they have forgotten who they are. So what will happen is, if the, if the lust of the flesh try to come on us and take us over, what we'll end up doing uh, to get victory is to say, no, no, I'm not going to practice the works of the flesh. I am walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Praise God. I have the fruit of the Spirit in me. Amen. Uh, he says, if those, uh, and they 
that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. So this is my confession. How about yours? I'm walking in the spirit. And if I'm walking in the spirit, I shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I am producing fruit. And you'll find that these, that you look at your life and you'll see the fruit of the spirit produced in your life. Amen. You'll see, and I'll tell you, there's no greater measure of maturity than to count the fruit crates. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people, you know, have like, you know, half of a brown apple that they've bitten into a few weeks ago. And, uh, they, this is all they have for fruit. But other folks have bushel loads. And so oftentimes it's how much maturity that they're walking in. Nothing will mature you faster than, than looking at that fruit. Amen. And saying, praise God, I'm a healthy tree, a planting of the Lord. Uh, and, and, um, I'm healthy and strong and I am producing fruit on a daily basis. Amen. And uh, how many can see that this fruit of the Spirit has a lot to do with your interaction with other people and how you respond to them? And uh, am I going to walk in the fruit or am I going to just punch them right in the nose and cuss them out real good? Well, you know, the flesh sometimes wants to take over, but we don't let it. We, we walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. I hope that helped you today, helped you to see that you don't, if you're struggling with fruit, it's because you don't have the right understanding about how it's produced. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together. If you have a healing need today, just put your hand where you're suffering. I'm going to pray Jesus will touch you right where you are. If you're at home and you need a healing, put your hand on your uh, part of your body that's a problem and, and uh, believe God with us. Amen. And put your hand on the Bible if you want, saying that I'm Standing on the word of God. Amen. I'm believing the word in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today. We pray for those that are watching by Internet, those that are here in the congregation with us in the sanctuary. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your healing touch today. In the name of Jesus, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths and other problems to Dry up and disappear. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power today. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Those that are suffering from any kind of mental torment, mental illness, mental attack. In Jesus' name. I take authority over depression. Authority over oppression. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in your mind, in the spirit of your mind, in Jesus' name. We rebuke any kind of suicidal uh, tendency or something that's very dark, in Jesus' name. Be healed and whole, in the name of Jesus. Those, Lord, that have material and financial needs, we thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong in those areas and, and causing favor to come upon them. And uh, Thank you for jobs and... Uh, promotions and, and, uh, work, uh, orders and all the things that need to come in for businesses and clients and accounts 
in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for abundance in every area. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands and thank God today for the word, for the spirit, for the truth. In Jesus' name, you shall know the truth and it will set you free. In Jesus' name, amen. Be set free today. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right.